Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, what walks on all fours is covered in hair and pees on your floor? It's not your toddler. We talk about the comfort of pets with the host of the podcast, Comfort Creatures. Plus, Biz Rests. Woo! This is a check-in. I have a two and a half year old <laughs> who loves to be Elsa. And sometimes she takes a turn being Elsa and she says, I'm Anna. And sometimes she says, I'm also Elsa. And yesterday she came home and said that I'm Mr. Pig. And I'm like, okay, I'm wearing a pink shirt. I can be a pig. And what does, it, what does Mr. Pig do? Uh, he gets on all fours while she dances around and does ice magic. So here I am groveling on the floor while she does ice magic. And I figure that's the end of it. But this morning, uh, when she wakes up, we hear over the baby monitor. She First thing she says is, I'm Elsa. And the second thing she says is, Mr. Pig, where are you? <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> oh, my God. You are also doing a good job. I, uh, Mr. Pig, who's coming? It's Mr. Pig, who's always there for you. It's Mr. Pig, who hates snow. Mr. Pig. I'm a, I don't even understand the Mr. Pig thing in relation to Elsa and Anna, but you know what? I think you're doing an amazing job just rolling with it. Also, no one likes to be called a pig. But you committed, and this is what I'm talking about. This is A, what an appropriate call on a day where we're going to talk about the comfort that comes from creatures in our lives, both real and fictional. And I just, it is what you're doing. When we kind of commit to that silly stuff with our kids, we are providing them comfort. We are fostering their imagination. And sometimes you don't have to actually play as much when you're a pig is my guess. All you got to do is just kind of lay there with all the ice magic going on around you. There could be some advantages. I think you are doing a remarkable job. And I like knowing that this is what's going on in your house. <laughs> what's going on in my house is I am back home from the epic multifamily holiday extravaganza trip thing that we did. And I came home early. I left everybody there and I came home on my own and I slept a ridiculous amount. Now, no, this does not, we all know that the science of it, it doesn't pan out that I've now somehow regained all rest from the last 12 years of my life. No, 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 no. But for a short period of time, <laughs> I have felt what I like to say is up for it. I like I can just those extra hours of sleep and the just minor bit of clarity that it's brought and a little bit of energy that it's brought. I can notice and recognize. Sadly, everybody goes back to school tomorrow. Not sadly, it's wonderful news that everybody goes back to school tomorrow. But so does any opportunity to sleep past 6 a.m. But that's okay. That's okay. Because 
for a few days, I got a lot of sleep and I felt the positive impact of that. And I feel like I am winning. Plus, when I came back, it was just me and the kitties. I let some neighborhood teens watch the cats, which was genius in its own right. Because I was like, oh yeah, we got some teens down the street. I'll pay them some cash to come and feed the cats. That was a pleasure. And the cats were very happy. And that first night back where it was just me alone in my house, it was rainy and it was cold. And I built a fire and I played a ridiculous amount of video games. And I had all three cats on the couch with me at different stations. And it was very comforting, which is the perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about today with Ella McLeod and Alexis B. Preston, the host of the New Max Fun podcast, Comfort Creatures. We'll be right back to talk with them. Stick around. My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security. Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Class of forever. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I'm very excited. I'm talking to two people, which means chaos. Let's all buckle <laughs> up for that. I am going to be talking to Ella McLeod and Alexis B. Preston, host the New Max Fun podcast, Comfort Creatures. Ella is a podcast producer, performer, and fiction writer based in London. She is currently producing Sony's top-charting UK podcast, Exactly, with Florence Given, and her debut novel, which we're going to have to get you back on to talk about, Rapunzella, or Don't Touch My Hair, is out, which is just, <laughs> it's, are they, it's, I'm, we're going to talk separately about that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Alexis is no stranger to Pet Podcast or One Bad Mother, having produced <laughs> and co-hosted Can I Pet Your Dog for several years. She's also the producer of the podcasts Lizard People, Comedy and Conspiracy Theories, and Hollow Public Radio. Alexis lives in Los Angeles, where she is a writer, artist, and director. Hot damn, welcome to One Bad Mother. <laughs> Thank Ella you. Alexis. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. That was an amazing, that was such an energetic intro. And I mean, it's it's nearly seven o'clock at night here, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, like I can really tell that you guys aren't at the end of your work day. <laughs> no. No, we are not at the end. Oh yeah, by like three o'clock, that would have sounded very different. Yeah. And that's not even like at the end of a work day. I'm just broken by then. All right, before we jump into it. Who lives in your house? Let's start with you, Alexis. Who lives in your house? Okay, so animal-wise, we've got Crumb and Cricket. 
And then... Let's just leave it a mystery as to what they are. Okay, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So, in my house lives Crumb, Cricket, Millie, Maud, and Grant. Which okay. ones are humans? Yeah. I'm joking. Which ones are humans? Which ones? Are, which one do you love the most is really oof, the more important oof. question. I'm going to get in trouble for that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I will say Grant is my partner and a human. Okay. And then Crumb and Cricket are my two dogs, and Millie and Maud are my two cats. Yes. I love yeah. that is a lot of energy yes. happening in that yes. place. It is I'm a full very... house, and that's it how I like it. It is a full house, <laughs> and a, probably a much more enjoyable show that I would have watched than <laughs> The Tanners. I was never a full house fan. Okay. Ella, who lives in your house? I so saw somebody walking by did. a second ago. There was, there was. There was a man in the background. He is allowed <laughs> to be here. Okay, good. Good. I was so like, I okay, alert, Ella. Somebody's in your house. <laughs> He's just a really, really, like, not at all subtle intruder, I imagine. Um, so that was my partner, Michael. Um, he lives here. And then also living here is our cat, Persephone, a.k.a. Percy, a.k.a. Princess P., AKA Miss Bitch. Oh. And she's she's enough personality for her. She's like several cats, but in one. So <laughs> well, it's several Greek mythology references in one. You've got Persephone and Percy. I mean, yeah. I kind of yeah, love that. Thank you. Feels like- Thank you. I'm really glad that you caught that. <laughs> Thank you. I read books once. <laughs> All right. Comfort creatures. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you two started working together because mm. you're both delightful. And then, to, but you're on opposite parts of the world. We are. Uh, I need to know the mystery. It's the most you- beautiful meet cute biz, honestly. <laughs> like, oh, I can't it's wait a great for story. It's a great right. story. I want the meet cute and then I want the, the podcast, give me the pitch <laughs> blurb and then what it became. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> right. So. Our story starts with a, <laughs> a a depressed, struggling actress called Ella living in London with no money. Uh, oh, and on my way, on my way back from fucking horrible auditions, I would listen to a little show called "Can I Pet Your Dog," and I became obsessed with this show and listened no. to it for years. This yeah, is for not years. how the story goes. Yeah, it this does. This is so good. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> then during the pandemic, when the world turned upside down and like all bets were off, I yeah. was like, I'm just going to message the host of this show who I've been like a fangirl of for years. And I literally just messaged Alexis and was like, hey, I think we'd be friends. How are you? Because the world is kind of like fucked up right now. How's it going? Alexis, do you want to take it away? Yeah. So I get this message. And here's the thing. When you, Biz, you might have had this happen. Like when you host a show, occasionally you get that sort of thing where someone will kind of reach out or like, you know, send you things. And I usually respond, but a lot of times I'll be a lot more like, vague and be like thanks so much and yeah. move along. <laughs> whereas with Ella though I like looked at her profile and then also was like wait this person's like I don't know also doing things yeah. and I and so I wrote back like I think you're right yeah. I think we would yeah. be friends because I was uh, because I knew I was like I know we'd be friends so I just took the initiative and was like I'm gonna make her my friend Oh, my God. All right. So this is so good. So you, yes. Yeah. So then we we would just talk on Instagram quite a lot. And then, especially over the pandemic, because I think we were both like, 
Isn't the world really weird? What's it like over there? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird here too. Is it weird? That yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. weird. It's really yeah. bad. And then as "Can I Pet Your Dog" was coming to a close, I was Ugh. like, I know, um, I know. I, I was like, I'm not quite done. I think with pet podcasts, I think I'd like, and I'd also like to expand it because I I love my dogs, but I also was like, I also two cats in my house and like have had so many animals growing up that I kind of would like to do something with that but I don't know what and I didn't know with who and I was like well I could ask Ella is that insane because we've never <laughs> met in real life like we have never spoken no like, but it's so good I mean Teresa and I did not know each other when we really <laughs> started this podcast and there's something I think there's just something so magic about becoming friends through something especially when you because like oh wait we approach this totally differently and yet yeah. we can still respect and like each other yeah. what yeah. like what i don't understand <laughs> i think it's magic i think it's yeah. fucking magic okay go yeah. ahead and then i was very nervous also about asking i was like yeah. this because i also was just worried about like is this gonna seem absolutely fucking insane to just be like <laughs> Hey, pretty much stranger, do you want to like yeah. uh, become <laughs> business partners? <laughs> like, like, that seems insane. So I did, and Ella. Said, I was no, like, I'm "Are you kidding. fucking kidding me? This is my dream. This is literally." And um, this is here's the thing that's so funny. And Alexis didn't know this when she sent this message. I, after realizing that acting wasn't for me, started working in podcasting in the UK. Largely because I loved Can I Pet Your Dog so much. And like the two podcasts I was listening to at the time were Can I Pet Your Dog and another podcast called Witch Please, which is also fantastic. And so I listened to those two and they became, I was like, these are the two things that have got me through feeling like the existential dread of suddenly becoming an adult. Why don't I just do that? Because they make me happy, right? So yeah. I got a job yeah. in podcasting having listened to Can I Pet Your Dog. And then when Alexis messaged me, I was like, <laughs> This is, this is, this is literally like the stuff that I would say, like, I'm manifesting. Like, I'm, I'm manifesting. <laughs> well, I, know, I was just going to say, manifesting this having very a podcast manifested. With that yeah. is literally what I was, I was like, I'm manifesting having a podcast with Alexis B. Preston. Like, that's what I'm manifesting. And then it happened. And I remember getting that message. I was on the bus. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? And I sent my friend, Emily, a voice note, which was just like, at a, at a pitch that only dogs could hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want to believe what just happened? Like, so excited. And yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> so now let's talk about the podcast because you guys sure. have decided you want to talk more about animals. We both want to put something out in the world. How did you then develop comfort creatures? We started meeting up and... Yeah, we knew pets in general was like our kind of general premise, but we also originally the title was going to be Our Dragons Bigger in England, I think mm. is what we we're going with. We thought we were going to focus more on like being in the UK versus the US. Yeah. But that kind of fell. We still do that. It obviously happens. Yeah. But I think we were like, we're not going to put the whole premise of the show on that because also like then what are guests? It just got a little bit like slightly more confusing. But we are both huge fantasy nerds, so we wanted something that was, like, not just pets. So we kind of were like, that's where kind of comfort creatures came in because it was like, how do we get all of this? Because sometimes you're not just like, I love dogs. Sometimes you're like, I love unicorns. And we mm. also want to hear yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. I think we're also, like, we're big fantasy nerds, but we're just – we love, like, pet trivia and yeah. getting, like, obsessed about, like, weird niche things. So – 
I, I really enjoy the fact that we've got a space where we can have someone come on and talk about like their birds, but also yeah. we can have someone come on and talk about dinosaurs, you know, creatures big and small, you know, that's, that was really what it yeah. was for us. Why we love them and how we love them and how we relate to them and how they relate to us and what it says about someone when you find out that they're a dog person or a cat person or whatever, like all of, all of those things that I actually think like learning so much about animals and people's pets and all of that stuff just is such an interesting avenue through which to learn about people as well. And we just talk through talking about people and their pets. We've just had such like amazing stories and such interesting conversations with people. And I just think people are, are, are their funniest and their most charismatic when they're talking about their pets, like just in general. Um, yeah. So I think because that was a they, fun. Do they all use voices when they talk about their pets? Because when I talk about, for example, Steve is a handsome boy. He's a big boy. He is very handsome. And then Zoxy is adorable. Not very (laughs) but very, very uh, dumb. And then B is the old lady cat who likes to sit on a porch. And Stefan, (laughs) my partner, has, has pointed out often that it is the, I'm gonna say gift. Mm-hmm. The greatest gift I have given the children is that that is exactly how they talk to animals. Oh, Any amazing. animal, they're like, who is the boo? Who is the boo? <laughs> it's a boo boo! It's you! It is you! You are! You are! And in fact, I talk to all animals and babies exactly the same. Yeah. Like that. Mm. I mean, like, I had a really hard time transitioning to babies from animals because I was like, people would bring their baby. I had babies late. And I'm not a big fan necessarily of babies. I'd be like at the office or whatever when I used to live in New York and had like a ticky ticky type 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 job. And people would bring their babies in. And I was like, I am literally interacting with this baby like a dog. I am rubbing its butt. I am like, who's a boochie boochie? Like I'm like rubbing its butt and I'm talking to it. Like, is that okay? I think it's okay. It's probably fine. I, my friends, like some of my good friends had a baby pretty recently. And anytime I'm interacting with her, there is this like urge yeah. to like, I should give her little scratches. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like that's, scratches. that's not what babies like. I have to like keep reminding myself. Like, yeah. Don't some rub their babies. It, she's not a, yeah. <laughs> Just a little scratch above the chin. Some babies don't mind. Or under the My mother, who is a big dog person, we've just moved. She's been out here now for like a year. We moved my folks out and their dog, her dog, passed away i say she's married and my father lives there but it was her dog yeah okay that dog was hers and passed away before they moved out and whenever mama interacts with a dog on the street which is every dog mm-hmm. on the street mm-hmm. a woman off she goes house. for the pit scratch and i was like you are a pit she's like <sighs> you pitters and i'm like what are you doing that seems very personal how do, they, how do they feel about it? Like, do, do they, they respond like well? They like it. Oh, they, they like it. Oh, they, my I would mother not have gone for a pit scratch. No. Next level with dogs. I <laughs> mean, like, dog whisperer, coochie coochie. Sorry, you're never going to get your dog back. All right. Actually, I was thinking about the fantasy part of what you were talking about. So we just were on, like, a little family vacation thing with some other friends and their kids. One couple's child who's I would Mm -hmm. say five I don't know I can't tell children's ages and I didn't ask five (laughs) we were instructed beforehand that she's part dragon and she's like 
very into dragons. And the parents are so supportive and it's so great. Not only is she part dragon, she has several Lego dragons that are her, you know, all have names and personalities and all that, her friends. And they all got their own stockings that were small and had small treasures in them because dragons like treasures. That's amazing. So cute. It was amazing. Amazing. That is the level of commitment to imagination that I wish all parents would employ. That is excellent. So that's that comfort, right? Like that is, I'm assuming that's like where we're headed with the conversations you're having. Like that brings her such comfort. Yeah. And I know that as a parent employing those fantasy comfort's like Ellis's my youngest they are a snail like they they're very slow they're like my little snail but as they've gotten older like they really identify with snails and they love them and we use that to our advantage right like we use that as part of helping them get through things there is comfort yeah, yeah to absolutely fantasy creatures so what fantasy and real creatures bring you comfort and you can't say all (laughs) you can't no i i'm not an all i definitely am not an an all creatures person at all like we've we discussed this on the pod like i pigeons can keep away from me like they respectfully they can i'm not a pigeon fan (laughs) just like no really i have a fantasy one that comes to mind first okay that's good And it's kind of, I think it's kind of a weird one, but the, in Harry Potter, there Mm -hmm. are Thestrals, which are... That is a weird one. I know, but here's the thing. So there are these creatures that you can only see if you have, like, experienced death in your life. Yeah. And I think that, weirdly, I love the idea of those because when Um, you are someone that has, like, gone through trauma... The yeah. idea that like you could instantly see this thing and it see like th- there's something so sweet about it. It's sad, but yeah. it's like someone that could immediately like see pain in you without like you having to talk about it. Mm. I remember yeah. being or like, That's anybody so nice. else having to. It's like very personal. Yes, it's very personal without being like forcing you to have to say it, especially when you're young. Yeah, and like a th- sad things happen. There's something nice about Im- immediately being seen by something or someone without having to like talk about it. So I've always really that's liked those as a concept. I think they're really that sweet. you win. Yeah, that's Sorry, a beautiful. Ella. And you know, I literally yeah, can't follow that. That's good. That's <laughs> that's really a good answer. Um, yeah, I, I'm not even going to attempt. I mean, to be honest, the fantasy thing. I'm I'm with your friend's kid, dragons. I I yeah, love yeah. them. But partly because there are dragons in like in so many different cultures, like so many different cultures have an understanding of what a dragon is and like what they would look like and they all have different features and different magical powers. And I find that really, that just really captures my imagination. Also just the idea of like, in, in most mythology, the female dragons are the most powerful. They're the ones that will defend their eggs and that's kind of badass. I'm here for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for a dragon for sure. How about, what is it about not only your pets, but in general, real animals that brings you comfort. Like for me, it's talking to my cats. I talk to my cats like crazy level and just petting, right? Like there's such comfort for me. And we've got Steve who's like deluxe fur, Mm. like pottery, like that pillow at Pottery Barn where you're like, (laughs) that's why it costs down fur. Oh my God. Mm. And he's big and a big chonky boy. And so like, that is such comfort, just like yeah. snuggling and holding and like 
petting because it's very quiet and still and I'm surrounded by noise. Yeah, absolutely. I think my main one is like the – of almost any pet, but like the non-judgment. Yeah. There, I'm so hard on myself and my animals are not, you yeah. know, like yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I forgot to send an email or whatever, they don't know. And they're still going to roll over and let me pet their belly. You know, like that yeah. is the greatest, I think, gift of them to me is just like, oh, you don't care how I, what thing I'm mad about or whatever. Mm. You're just happy I'm here. You're happy with me just like feeding you and taking care of you. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I'm with you. I think it's the same thing for me as well. Yeah. And then also maybe like me and me and my cat have a very like a quasi human relationship. Like we're very close. We really understand each other. We talk a lot because she's just so smart. Like I sometimes look yeah. at her eyes and I feel like, like, you know, Salem and Sabrina and the Teenage Witch, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that, like there's a person trapped in there. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> And I like that with Percy, like, we'll argue throughout the day. Like, we'll have arguments. But then at night, I get into bed, and she always just, like, tucks in right next to me, next to my chair. And, like, no matter what we've said to each other during the day, it doesn't (laughs) matter, because I'm always, I'm always forgiven when we go to bed. And so... Like, we never go to bed angry at each other. Me and so I think that's, that's the comfort with, with Percy. <laughs> they do dumb shit, don't they? Like, yeah. that's also what's just funny. Like, right now she's just crawled into, like, a, a cardboard box because we were unpacking yeah. something and she's just in there now, like, chilling. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I'm like, why are you in the box? That's so, why are you in the box? So, yeah, it's, it's just that they're, they're entertaining <laughs> as well. Oh, absolutely. So, in the podcast so far... Is there anybody you've spoken to that you have been like, that is an interesting animal that you mm. really, like, oh, I didn't even consider that one. Or, or maybe they haven't been on the show yet, but you've come upon somebody. You're like, that, Raiden recently was like, uh, that's my oldest, who has just gotten a phone mm-hmm. at 13. We are the cruelest parents to <laughs> force our child to be the last teen in existence. Of course, yes. Getting yes, a phone. Yes. <laughs> and it's humiliating because it has a button still. Oh, oh my God. Uh, God. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know how we got on the conversation. First, it was possums. And I was mm. like, no, I have zero interest in possums. I really don't <laughs> like possums. There's a long history of me not liking possums. Sure. And she was like, there's a woman who has a possum as a pet. It's so cute. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, I've and seen so I've get, seen the woman yeah. with the possum as the yeah. pet. So yeah, so we've seen she's it. And I was TikTok. like, that's great. Yeah. And she said, yes. And she said, yeah. how about uh, raccoons? And I was like, I it, again, I'm not sure. And then, oh, my God, that raccoon is dressed in a little top. Yeah. And that raccoon. <laughs> and then somehow that led to this rabbit hole of a person who – does these, has snails and does these remarkable photo shoots with like, it's a snail at the office doing some work. It's a snail. Oh on a, and they're beautiful. They're like yeah. beautiful, like mod, like well lit. Like somebody's actually an yeah. artist. It's yeah. not like me sticking a snail in like a Barbie set. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But like, obviously that raccoon gives that woman comfort. Yes. They obviously, if the raccoon did not want to be there, it wouldn't. I feel that that raccoon would be able to figure out a way to delicately let that person know. Yeah. <laughs> so that right? to me is an unusual comfort. So I, okay. Mm-hmm. So with that laid out, lay it on me. We've had, I mean, we've had some good ones. Like yeah. a recent guest we had, Dr. Doug Mater, I think. And he's a vet. His book actually has recently come out. The Vet in Noah's Ark, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah take that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he has basically treated like every animal ever. And he has like a real affiliation with like gators and crocs. And that was like a weird one for me because like big jawed, scary looking, like monstery type things. But when he speaks about them, like they're so intelligent and they're basically pre- like they're the same as they were when the dinosaurs were around, which is just in- an incredible feat of yeah. mm-hmm. not evolving and still surviving. Yeah. <laughs> and just an, like they were like, the, we're going to stay the same and the world will change around yeah. us. Like that's amazing. <laughs> Um, and he showed us these pictures of him and this gator that he's treated since it was a baby gator called Charlie. And I'm telling you, Charlie was grinning at Doug. Like he had his arms around this alligator and it was grinning at him. And like, I just, that for me was, it made me see them in a whole new light. You know, I really started to see like the beauty and how kind of profound their existence is. (laughs) So I think that maybe is the one for me where I was like, wow, you love these, these creatures that terrify most people but i i see it like i get it now yeah yeah i think yeah. same with we had um jules howard on who's a zoologist and people like that in general are so fun because they have had like every animal and in fact i actually they're harder for us to sometimes interview because a little bit i think we just want to be like can you uh tell us about every single one yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us like, everything like, now. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what like what do you want to hear about? I'm like, oh well which one I don't know. What uh how <laughs> you go ahead. Like <laughs> yeah. you name you name ten and we'll tell you which ones we want to hear about. Yeah. And it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But he had a, was just obsessed with frogs. Yeah. Okay. And like another one where it's like, yeah, I like seeing him around, but he was like, I went and I was just researching like the frogs in the pond near my house. And I was like, Wow, you like you noticed that there was like a change in frogs. Like that's how much you cared about these. They're not even your pets, you know? They're just yeah. hanging out. And I thought that was really cool. And he also worked yeah, he for had a, a frog hotline. Yeah, that was because he had a frog hotline at one point, didn't he? So before the kind of, oh. it, before the earliest days of the internet, I guess, so probably like yeah. early yeah. noughties, late nineties, when people noticed like frogs in their pond or in their garden, they would call his hotline and he would sort of tell them how to, feed them and provide the right environment for them and make sure that the frogs thrived which is just so nice <laughs> so, so cute. Um, yeah <laughs> so cool all right so let's actually we're gonna this is how we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up and that is <laughs> i want to focus on this word comfort yeah because everything you guys have talked about and i i so love that you include like fictional and fantasy animals is we for sure are living in a moment where it is hard to like people mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> or maybe you want to like people, but it's hard to find a starting place with, with people. The news is not covering pets. That's not the story that finds it like the news is very much let's talk about the things that like separate us Mm -hmm. and i know that from talking to people with kids in their house for like 10 years from all over the place has not only like you were saying i would never have liked alligators right (laughs) but like i love that this person i would never have done a thousand things that other people have done (laughs) right but i after listening for so long it's allowed me to be like, oh, that's actually really cool. And now I get to know you more. And now I see you more. And now I, it's so, it's so great. Yeah. Like, I love that. 
Has that been a similar experience? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Comfort on this larger level. Yeah. And that's not a question, but you're welcome. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely think partly what I like about, I think pets and actually kids, I think they kind of share a similar yeah. <laughs> like thing with people where it's like, and can I pet your dog? It is something where it's like, what's nice is I don't need the person to feel like they need to sell themselves in any way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really breaks down like weird barriers. Like I don't, it doesn't, your kind of background doesn't matter. All that matters is this other thing in your house that like you're kind of obsessed with. You have to be. Yeah. You know? And it's nice. <laughs> and like it kind of, I don't know, especially like you said, because things are so, people, people are horrible. It's nice yeah. to like immediately find the good in a person. It's so quick because I love hearing about all the like insane things we do for our pets. Yeah. I would yeah. never do some of the stuff I do for my pets like for myself. Yeah. You know, even just down to like, all right, we got to make sure you're stimulated. Like, let me. Oh, I saw a video where I got to like tediously roll up treats into a towel for half an hour and then you get to take <laughs> it apart in six seconds. How fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like those things are so I love learning what people do for the animals in their house. And kids are, I think, even yeah, more work. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Yeah, the kids come with a lot of judgment. They're like, people are like, you put a treat in a towel and gave it to your child? Like, I, I would like to say that on our show, we would have said, that's fucking genius. And everybody go try it. But out in the real world, people would be like, uh, what is wrong with you? And actually, what's wrong with me that I didn't think about doing that? This yeah, horrible. That's true. A horrible parent. Oh. Yeah, I think the thing the thing that I always really loved about Can I Pet Your Dog when I was listening is that you would have like guests on and they would have these, you know, amazing bios and they'd be doing these really cool things. And then you go, we don't care. We want to hear about yeah. your pet. Yeah. And I think that, <laughs> as you said, Alexis, like you're not having to sell yourself. And I think at the moment, because of what's going on in the world, everyone feels under this constant pressure to hustle, right? Like we live in this time where it's like, you always need to be doing the next best thing. You need to be better than yesterday's you. You need to be better than your, the person next to you, better than your friend, better than you were last year. And it's fucking exhausting. Mm -hmm. And not only do your pets never demand that of you, but like other pet people when you're discussing pets don't demand that of you either. And so it's just really nice and, and I think also like a thing I've seen a lot online at the moment is all these like really successful people with money and cars and houses and whatever being like, you know what the best thing in my life is? This cat. This cat is yeah. the best goddamn thing. Like I have three Oscars and my dog is the yeah. best thing in my life. And I just think there's, there's something so wonderful about that, that like these creatures that we like invest so much in that love us so unconditionally actually are really at the center of our worlds. And I look at my cat and I think like, if all goes well, and it will, I got her when I was like, when I was 25 and I will have her at like 40. And that's like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like the longest, that's so cool. You know, she's my, she's my first baby. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Well, B was like, when we got B, Stefan and I had, I don't even think, yeah, no, we weren't even married yet. Yeah. We adopted B and at the time, another cat at the same time, Casper, <laughs> when we were in Brooklyn. And the next year we got married and they were like on our wedding poster because we made a poster. For those. We were Pinterest before Pinterest, everybody. <laughs> uh, we had like a poster. We made hot sauce for people. Yes. Anyway, and then we had Raiden. That cat has been through all of our children you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's like 
crazy. <laughs> You're right. Like you, you know, and it's not like we're even talking about birds who will be with you forever. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like forever and ever. Like my kids are like, I want a bird. And I'm like, absolutely not. You have to have that bird for 50 years. Yeah, for real. And I, they like, I so don't, long. I, they live forever. Yeah. yeah. And like, I can't, that, no. 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 Yeah. No, you have to like real. figure out in your will what happens to yeah. your bird. What like, happens yeah. to the bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So I 100% agree. There's like just this, it's a great thought. Anyway. You guys are wonderful, <laughs> and I am so, so glad. <laughs> I really enjoy talking to you. Not only are you guys, I am so in love with how you guys met, and I, you know, Alexis, I don't have to say this, but I hope that really speaks to you about, like, what a good job you're doing. You, and guys. Ella, I have to say what a good job you are doing reaching mm-hmm. out and doing it, because, like... <laughs> That's hard to do. (laughs) It's not easy. And so both of you are doing an amazing job. And I could go off in two different directions (laughs) with both of you about multiple different things. So maybe we'll have to have you back on. Maybe we'll do it during the Max Fun Drive. Yeah. Um, So the podcast is amazing. Everybody... It's just a little bit of joy. Yeah. Go, you know, you that's, know where that's to find what we podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you know where to find podcasts, you know people, where. especially Max Fun ones. Mm-hmm. So go get it, subscribe, do the whole nine yards. You are both amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for this. joining. This was great. It's been such a joy being here. Thank you. This week, the greatest discovery becomes Greatest Trek. That's because Greatest Trek is for way more than just discovery. We're the hit show on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come check it out for our funny and formative recaps of all the new stuff this Star Trek industrial complex churns out. It's in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek... It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me. Me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. My genius was I came home early. I could have stayed. I could have stayed and it would have been fine. I would have had a lovely time staying. But it has been, it's been a lot, guys, with my mom's health and holidays and work and, all you know, kids still in my house and all the things. And I just needed some quiet time where no one was going to talk to me. And I got that. I gave that to myself for a few days and it was 100% worth it. And I feel really good that I did it. Hi, Biz. This is a genius. 
I'm so proud of myself. This morning, I had my meeting for relicensing for foster care, and I didn't know how long it was going to last, so I took the whole morning off. And it only lasted an hour and a half, but instead of just running to work, which is what I would usually do, I took a walk, and I love walks, and since becoming a parent, I hardly ever get to take a walk, so I just took a walk. I didn't go to work. I took a walk. Well, I'm going to work now. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. (laughs) I'm just so proud of myself. Bye. I am proud of you, too. The genius is that you recognized that you deserved that and that you did it and that there was a benefit to you doing it, which is so good. And there's the genius of you taking off as much time as you thought it might require because there's nothing worse than being like, it's only going to take like an hour and a half. And so you take two hours off and then the whole thing runs four hours and like you're stressed. So good job. You're doing an amazing job. You are a genius. Failures. You suck. Okay. My failure is I did not every year, not every year, but for a while, I have been making the New Year's Day dinner. It's like Stefan likes to do Christmas. He likes to do Thanksgiving. But I really like doing this big Southern New Year's Day meal with Hoppin' John and collards and like some like yummy homemade mayonnaise and biscuits and just like ham and just deliciousness. And then the next day you take all the leftover collards and all the juice, the liquid from that, and you marry it with your leftover Hoppin' John and it becomes Skip and Jenny, which is like just this delicious. It's so good, guys. It's so good. And I didn't because they were still in the vacation thing happening and I was home and it's okay but you know we're not gonna have prosperity this year or luck and it will be my fault I was um calling with a classic fail just walked out of the grocery store with a gallon of water refill that I did not pay for I left it in my cart because it always ends up getting rung up incorrectly and you just have to tell them, okay, this is a refill. And then I just totally forgot to tell her. Yeah. And it was an actual like checkout line. It wasn't even a self check. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, that's my fail. I stole a refill of water today and I am <laughs> too hungry and tired yeah. and like have too many other chores I need to get to, to go back in and fix this. So I guess yeah. I'm just going to try to remember it for next time. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate hearing your voice telling me I am too. Um, hope everybody's having a, <laughs> oh, I don't know, the least bad holiday season you can have. Bye. <laughs> well, everybody knows. Somebody knows what you did last summer or when you went shopping. Pretty soon, it's going to spiral into a life of crime and probably, uh, no, that's probably it, just a life of crime. I, I gotta tell you, I kind of feel like we should have a list going of what did you steal from the store today purely by accident. Like, And I love that this was in the cart. This wasn't, I mean, it is a classic, but usually that's because it's in the bottom of the like baby stroller that you're using to go shopping. Good job. Good, good job uh, stealing 
from water. Can I just say water is such a weird thing? I always feel like it's the greatest, like, fuck you scam that we pay for water. I mean, in my lifetime, I didn't pay for water. You just had it wherever you went. (laughs) And then somebody started selling bottles of water and we paid for it. And now we live in a world in which it's maybe safer to pay for the bottled water because uh, water is uh, not safe in many places. A lot of a lot of reasons why. But now you're refilling a water thing and you stole it. But did you? Because it's water. I don't know. Everybody think on that. Uh, you're doing a horrible job. Congratulations. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. It is time to listen to a rant. Hey, Biz. Colin with a rant. I unexpectedly got off work two hours early. (laughs) Doesn't happen very often. And I was looking forward to going home, sitting on my couch, and enjoying no one being in my house for two hours before I went to go pick up the kids. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to clean. I wasn't going to do any laundry. I was going to sit on my ass and do fucking nothing and doom scroll or, I don't know, watch some shitty show that nobody else in my house likes to watch. Well, I got home, and my cat, who I love dearly, looks up at me, and his poor little eyeball is, like, shut, and he's got, you know, like, goopy boogers coming out of his eyeball. So I took him to the vet, and, you know, he doesn't have a scratched eye. But I yeah. get to give him antibiotic eye drops for <laughs> twice a day for seven days. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> fucking one, one hour with nothing to do, with nobody in my house, with nobody needing anything. <laughs> and wish me luck giving my eight-and-a-half-year-old cat eye drops. Thanks for the show. Mm. Bye. It's like the relaxing opportunity that you had was not only taken away, it was replaced by the least relaxing task, which is trying to put eye drops in a cat's eyes. Really, really, that, yeah. Let's just, let's just start and say that you are doing a good job. How appropriate this rant is to all the other calls we had today. Okay, we like, we started with some fictional creatures and we have ended on some real creatures in our house that need us. And they do. Like, they, I, oh, I see you. You got home. You were going to have two hours. And then there's the cat. And I know, I know that there was a moment where you were like, I wonder if I could just call or call the vet. And like, that would be it. Or I wonder if I could wait and do this with the kids. Like, how much do I need this time? Do I need it? Do I? Nope. Nope. You did the right thing. You went ahead and took the cat in. This tags on to our classic fail of walking out 
with the water or some item from the grocery store. This is a classic rant scenario. You find surprise time or you planned on alone time. And inevitably, something comes up that you weren't planning and you're not going to get it. And that sucks. It just sucks because we need it. I mean, we need it. I know that we need it because I just had it. And I feel like it was the first time I had it in a thousand years, right? And you still deserve that bonus time. And you still deserve just a little garbage watching or garbage scrolling. Or I really thought you said Doom Patrol, not Doom Scroll. And I was like, yeah, that's mine. That's what I do when I have like an hour. And I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that that happened because like I said you deserve it everyone deserves it because you're doing such a good job everybody finding comfort can be very hard with or without kids in your house I can remember there being times where it was the end of the day Kids were finally asleep. I was so touched out. I was so like, I can't have one more thing need me or talk to me. And a cat would get in my lap or a cat would start meowing. And I, 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 I couldn't, like it did not provide comfort. It was like, I need nothing, you know? And then other times... Like in our house, the rule is I can't help you because there's a cat in my lap, right? Because that's so magical. It's so special if a cat was in your lap that, and everybody abides by that rule. Everybody abides by it. So like even when the kids were really young, they understood they had to go get their own thing because there's a cat in my lap. And we respect that as a house rule. And the reason that rule is so important is because we all deserve comfort. Because it's a lot when there are multiple things living in your house. And again, whether or not you have a real animal in your house, what I love about talking with Ella and Alexis about was just that we can find comfort in the fictional and the fantasy creatures that are around us, that we read about, that we watch our children playing, that we find ourselves role-playing as. Think about my friends who made the tiny stockings filled with treasures for the dragons for Christmas. That was a little joy for them because they knew it was going to be a little joy for their kid and it didn't require a whole lot, you know? And that I, I, those are those little magic moments. Those are those little things that go so unrecognized, not only by the world at large, but sometimes by ourselves that I hope will take more time to recognize as not only being a benefit and a comfort to our kids, but to us. Everybody, you're all doing a remarkable job. You did it. You got through a bulk of the holiday season. Now you're just on the countdown to summer, okay? I hope that you found some peace and some joy and some happiness over this holiday season. 
whether it was small or large. This is not a show that assumes that holidays are fun. I had many very unfun holidays when kids first got into my house. So a little hope for the future. They eventually get old enough to kind of wander off on their own some after after the holidays. I mean, they always come back and then they still want stuff. There's a little brief window where you get to look at what you got as a gift or you get to eat a thing or whatever. And it's nice. It's comfort. I hope that there are creatures, both real or not, that are bringing you comfort. And I hope that we can all go out and sort of see those things that bind us more than divide us as we enter this new year with no resolutions, because those are dumb. And I'm not going to put that sort of stress on myself. You're all doing an amazing job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.